You are now listening to the Jason Capital Show. So sit down and lend me your ears. I am Jason Capital. You are an action taker in this world of talkers, and we are here together handcrafting your legendary life. Yeah. So once you start seeing a track record, I was like, you know what? Turns out I'm actually good at something. Like, <laughs> right? I'm this actually fucking it. smart, yeah. yeah. Ready? Hey, what is going on? Jason Capital here with the man, the legend, the beast, Pedro's Cooling. Has anyone called you a beast on an intro? No, this is the first time. There's gonna be a lot of first times today. I'm, I'm, that is a really good way to suck a viewer in right there. That there is- will be a lot of first times. In fact, when Pedro's came down here, we're in his studio, by the way, in uh, beautiful Chino Hills, California, his amazing headquarters here. Uh, you asked me what we're gonna talk about, and I said I wanna talk about the things that no one ever talks about with you. Mm-hmm. Because there's a, like, we've known each other, uh, I was thinking about this in the car, um, this is the 10th year that we've known each other, which is crazy. Fuck. 10 years. Oh, shit. I was a little fucking twerp when we first met, I remember. Uh, <laughs> what do you now? Yeah, That's now a taller fucking twerp, yeah. Uh, and Richard. Yeah. <laughs> but when we, in those 10 years, man, like, I've, I've seen you go through all kinds of transformations and evolutions, and you know, I know a lot about you, and I think the public audience doesn't know all of the degrees of Beijing's cooling, because there's a lot of colors on this canvas, you know? Um, and I want to talk about some of the other ones, and I think that, that may relate to a lot of people listening. And, and there's a lot of things you've learned and, and capabilities you've mastered that can help a lot of people. Yep. So first place I want to start, though, dude, is everyone that knows you, they all speak of you not, like, in a good way. They speak of you in an unbelievable way. Like, he is the, like people don't just say he's a good, they're like, he's the best. He's the best person I know. Uh, a lot of people say, like, he's superhuman. Right. And, and when I think about that, I don't think about like superhuman in business, but also superhuman in like compassion. And those seem to be two very competing dichotomies yet. But yet you embody both of them, I think, at like really, really high levels. So I think it's a good place to start is uh, was it always this way? Were you you know, how, how did you develop that? Like, is there a thought process into that? I think the difference between me and a lot of people is it was factory installed for me. And if you really want to go deep down inside, you know the story. I was molested as a little kid between the ages of four and five. Mm -hmm. And so when you're molested and you lose your innocence that early, um, you begin to have a lot of empathy and compassion towards people in general who are not in a good place, no matter what it is, whether they were abused physically, mentally, emotionally, sexually, they're going through a hard time. Like I knew early in life what a hard time is. Uh, You know, like no six-year-old should have to be like suicidal, right? And so I, it was factory installed in me very early to be empathetic and compassionate. Once I became aware how that can be used in business, mm-hmm. then it became like the, a superpower, right? Because I was like, holy shit, like if Jason really knows that I care for him, above and beyond just his welfare and well-being, like his business, his mindset, his relationship, his whatever, he, his fitness, his health, He's going to have a greater affinity to me mm-hmm. than towards someone else. And I might be able to use that as a point of leverage in a positive way, sure. right? In a positive way um, in the future. And whether it's speaking off your stage, whether it's going into business with you, whether it's reaching out to you and saying, look, I've got a coaching client and I think this coaching client can learn from you 
I could leverage that our relationship and you might take an hour out of your time to help a coaching client of mine that you wouldn't do that for someone else. So not mm-hmm. necessarily by manipulating or anything else other than that. So I just call that the give a shit factor. I have a very high give a shit factor mm-hmm. that's genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing how it works in, in the entrepreneurial world, I really invest a lot of time in it. But it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Like sure. I build deep relationships over time and I do what's right over what's going to make me rich more often than not. Right. There, there's a lot of things I know you could do that could make a lot of money right now, mm-hmm. but maybe morally it doesn't, it doesn't stand up or whatever. You're playing a long game. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, this is going to sound like the most ridiculous question of all time. How does someone who didn't have that heart of a childhood, and I'm, literally I'm going to reframe this and say, and wasn't blessed with such pain when they were younger. It wasn't blessed. How do they develop that level of empathy if, if they, didn't, they weren't blessed like you were to go through such struggles early on? Knowledge. Knowledge. So once you become aware that empathy, real empathy and compassion towards a fellow human uh, on every category mm-hmm. of, of Maslow's, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, um, if you can become self-aware, like, am I empathetic? Well, what does that mean? Do I ask more questions or do I just vomit at the mouth? If I'm asking you a lot of questions, you're going to walk away and go, man, B's a real good conversationalist. When it really, you did all the talking. I asked all the questions. I took interest in you. You felt good about the fact that I took interest in you. Mm-hmm. You walk out telling 10 other people, you know what, he's a really good conversationalist. What I really am is a good listener, mm-hmm. and I care. Now, if I'm listening to you, and if I'm, there's active listening, like looking into your eyes and leaning in, and then there's, yeah, mm-hmm, go on, yeah, right? right. So most people will go down that tunnel of temptation. So if you haven't been blessed with being molested or whatever, having organically, naturally installed empathy and compassion, well, there, I just told you. Now that's a weapon, a massive weapon of influence Mm -hmm. and relationship and rapport. Now that you know that, go do the research, find every single tool and skill set to be able to ask questions, to be able to be an active listener, to be able to be a connector. Like, how many times have I connected you with people? Yeah. Like, hey, this person might be able to speak on stage for you. Hey, this person might be able to uh, add value to your world. Hey, this person could be a good copywriter for you. Yep. All with that expectation. It wasn't like, hey, and then when you start writing copy for Jason, then give me a referral commission of the money he gives you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care about that. Because someday I'm going to come to you and go, hey, I need you to put everything aside and write to me this killer copy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay you for it, but I need you to write it, not your copy cub, and I can call someone out. Whether it's a copywriter, a traffic buyer, or whoever, I just, in fact, you know Robbie Blanchard? Sure. Today I connected him with the 20, his 21st lead that I've given him. And he charges six grand a month. The 21 people that I've sent him so far, 12 of them are his clients. So 12 times six grand a month is what he's making through me. Do you think he spends a little more time buying traffic for me, uh, for Fit Body Bootcamp, our brand, like more attention to detail? I believe so. Mm-hmm. And, and that's... That's a leverage, because otherwise I pay him six grand, they pay him six grand. What makes him want to do more for me? Right. I constantly do for him. Yeah, you keep doing. randomly, hey, how's it going? Hope you're good, just like we do, right? And those are the things that matter, man. Those are the things, and that's the long game. But so many people have uh, the scroll factor, where it's like, I I, I scroll, I just want to do it now. I just want to get the results now, and so what can I do to manipulate someone or leverage them now without building their relationship? I know if you if you were to ask me to write copy for you right now, I would do it in a second. I want I want I want accept the check. I would just do it. Yeah, I would do it for you. Yeah, uh, it's it's yeah, it's one hundred percent. Like 
when you look at, let's call them millennials, 22 to 35, who've grown up with, with iPhones and Instagrams and Snapchats and all that stuff, everything is instant. Their brain is constantly being trained for instant gratification of everything. And then they go into a business world where it's not instant, where you do have to play a long game. You do have to dig the well before you're thirsty and things like that. Yeah. What's your advice to those people? Start relying on delayed gratification. I think the real money is found in delayed gratification. Um, 10 years in business that I've known you. Like when I met you 10 years ago, you were just starting out in business, mm -hmm. right? But you were probably another year or two in business, I imagine, at that time. Mm -hmm. So at least 12 years in business that you've been in, now is when you're really hitting your stride. Now is when you're really kicking ass. I mean, you're a 10-year, 12-year overnight success. Like you've invested. You, you believe in... You're a millennial who's not a millennial. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sure. And so, well, and, and it's fucked up because millennials have the odds stacked against them, man. First of all, the parents who made them, the parents who made them complain about them, number one. Number two, they're given, like you said, Snapchat and TikTok and fucking Instagram and Facebook and you, like everything is this instant. And then they live in a world where they don't have to wait for a new episode every week like I used to. Mm -hmm. I can fucking binge watch a season because Netflix just drops it. And then I don't have to like, okay, I'm hungry. What do I want? Let me think. Are they open? Let me find out. Call 411. Yeah, 411 used to be, now I can do Google search, but it was 411. To find yeah. Is it open? And then you get in your car and you drive. Do I look presentable enough to walk into the Chinese food store? Today, you just call Grubhub or Uber Eats or whatever, and the food shows up to you. Yep. Right? And then, hey, I need a ride. Last minute. Oh, shit, I didn't book a taxi like I used to. You don't need to. There's a soccer mom out there who's got her Uber app on who's going to mm -hmm. pick you up in this second. And so everything has become so instant gratification that they don't realize that business literally is taking that, that acorn and planting it and then letting time and the weather and adversity do its thing for that thing to grow and become a massive oak tree. Everyone wants to be an oak tree now because, well, in every other part of my life, I get instant gratification. Why can't I get it here in business? Right. Because people don't know you. They don't like you. They don't trust you. And they're yep. just watching to see if you're going to be around next year and the year after before they can exchange money in exchange for the value. Yeah, and there's no opportunity environmentally for them to train the muscles. Right. Right, There's because right. like you said, every year of their life, it's instant, so it's like the instant creates weakness. Mm -hmm. So when you go to business, you, you're not prepared for that battle at all of this is gonna take nine and a half years of, right. of eating shit. Yeah, because yeah. if everything in your life has conditioned you for instant results, <laughs> and then the one thing that actually matters, which is my, your source of income, because let's face it, in this life, money, is a vehicle to freedom, to happiness, to experience, to change, to donating to the causes, churches, charities you believe in. Fucking money is hard to get yep. until you figure out the formula yep. of delayed gratification. Yep. And, and I think you're right too about the, the it's funny because when I asked about millennials, the first place you went was compassion for them. Yeah. Right. I, and it's true because like, I, I have compassion for millennials because uh, I was reading an article this morning and they were talking about how Millennials were coming out of college. There were no jobs because it was around 2008, 2009. The crash was going on, so the job there was no jobs there. And then when they finally got jobs, the jobs are actually paying less than Gen X. So people 10 or 20 years before were making more same level than they're making. Mm -hmm. So they're they're getting paid less. The jobs are shit, and uh, because of all the, the crap they're spending their money on, they're not saving at all. Mm -hmm. So and when school debts are higher, and and their yeah their loans are like 40 percent higher. They're yeah. fucked. Right, most millennials are, are legitimately fucked, and when the recession happens, which is going to happen at some point, right, winter's coming, 
Uh, they're going to be, I mean, they, like, I think I saw a stat, something like more than half millennials have less than $700 in their bank account at any given time. Scenario. How scary is that? Yeah. Right? Because if you or I had 700 like, what would we do if you, what would you do if you had $700 in your bank account right now? See, I would know the repercussion of that, and I would panic, and I would go, how can I add value to the world in exchange for money? Yep. Um, but, but I think if you all you've ever known is having $700 in your bank account, your mental money thermostat is set that low. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what it costs to run this building. I know what it costs to take care of my 60 team members. I know what it costs to take on a new franchisee. Like, we charge $50,000 for a buy-in fee. 17000 of that is to get that franchisee to, their, to the point of having their doors open for their Fit Body Boot Camp. $17,000. That, that's for the cost of marketing, the commissions we pay to the sales team, the operation team, et cetera, who will fly out and help them build out, et cetera. Like, money is super valuable, but if you only have $700 and that's all you know, again, who, who's telling them? What parent is telling them that, hey, man, you actually need to make money, you need to save that money, then you need to leverage that money and grow your money because the economy is about to crash. The best advice I see parents giving is, uh, I don't know, go to college, get a good paying job, because that's what they heard. There's still no parent telling them that you could actually do it yourself as an entrepreneur by adding value to a, a group that has a problem and your product or solution should be the, uh, the fix to that problem. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no parent telling that still, which baffles me when you've got the Gary Vaynerchuks and the you's and the me's on social media because everyone's still looking at fucking cat memes. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. 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 So, all right, so we were talking before about networking, relationship building. Yeah. I think you're, you're probably better at it than almost any, better than anyone I know, for sure. Uh, with, with people, to most people, they would look at them and they'd go, there's no way I could build a relationship with that person. You're obviously, you're in a position now where it usually takes just an email or a phone call, but you've been doing this the whole time, getting connected with people who maybe were, quote unquote, out of the league. What's your mindset when you go about doing that? Like, what are you thinking? Like, let's say you, you see someone on Instagram and let's say it's someone you, wanna, you want in your circle and they run a billion dollar company and you're like, that dude's a badass, I should be friends with them. What, what do you start doing? I instantly go, how can I add value to their life? Period. And when my book Man Up came out last year, so last September, my book launched. It took two and a half years to write the book. In those two and a half years, as I was writing the book, I was also going, who's got my customers, right? Like, I know that I need to sell a shit ton of these books to make it a Wall Street Journal and New York Times bestseller. Like, that was my goal mm-hmm. and mission accomplished. Well, for that to happen, I didn't want to do the whole free plus shipping. Nothing wrong with that. I did that for my wife's book and she sold 30,000 copies, etc. But I wanted this to legitimately sell. Now, I could run traffic to Facebook, mm-hmm. spend money, and I've done that before. But I'm like, wait a minute. Someone's already got my customers. Who are they? Ed Milet. Andy Frasilla, Lewis House, Gary Vaynerchuk, and the list goes on, and I wrote 16 names on a marker board. Of, at the time, of those 16 names, I only knew one of those people personally, Lewis House. The rest were as foreign to me as the fucking Queen of Sheba, right? <laughs> However, and there was nothing I was doing that they were about to reach out to me, because my Instagram was follow- following at the time was super small two years ago, like maybe five, 6,000 people. But I was like, there's some value that I can add to their life. So I literally would just every day look at that list, and I go, what can I do for this person? And I see that Andy Frisilla puts out this book, uh, Otis and Charlie Play to Win. He's got two dogs, Otis and Charlie. They're little bulldogs. Um, 
And it's a children's book, believe it or not, teaching kids that it's okay to win, it's okay to be competitive. I bought a copy for my, for my kids. They liked it. I thumbed through it. I liked it. I'm like, how can I get Andy to want to do business with me, to want to just get to know me, mm-hmm. right? What if I buy 250 copies, because there's 250 kids at my kid's school, and then give it out? So I bought 250 copies. We unboxed them, took them upstairs, put them in front of that big light-up sign. Um, I stood there with the books in front of me and the Fit Body Bootcamp sign behind me. We snapped the picture, posted it up on Instagram. I just said, big shout-out to Andy Priscilla. Wrote an awesome book for kids to make them competitive and make them okay with winning. We need more people writing children's books this way. Um, within 12 minutes, he was in my DM. Because I tagged him. He was in my DM. Bro, who are you? I appreciate you doing that. Can we get on the phone? Well, sure. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. From there, he was like, what can I do for you? I'm like, dude, there's nothing you could do for me. Because my book wasn't going to come out until two years later. Right. There's nothing you can do for me. But good to know you, and thanks for writing this book. Do you plan on writing another one? He goes, yeah, in fact, this is going to be a series. Awesome, man. Well, let me know when the next book drops. I'll buy it for the kids. The principal's totally cool with it. He goes, no, man, I'm going to send you the 250 copies. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to buy them. Um, and then now we're duking it out. Like, I'm like, I'm going to give you money. Come with value. He's like, no, 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 you've already come with value. I'm going to send you those books. It's no sweat off my back. For a note, he's sending me a handwritten thank you card, and I'm sending him steaks in the mail, just like I've sent you steaks mm-hmm. in the mail. I've got my own fucking rep at uh, the Braga Steak Company simply because I sent so many steaks out. And so he's like, dude, now you're buying my books. You're sending me steaks. Like, I invited him to speak at my thing, and he needed to get from San Diego to L.A. I was like, dude, you're going to go from San Diego to L.A. I appreciate you agreeing to speak at Fitness Business Summit. Um, traffic's going to be a bitch. Can I get you a helicopter? Sure. All right, Joan, whip up a helicopter for my man. So now he's helicoptered to L.A. Now, when September comes around, do you think he mailed for my book and promoted? Fuck yeah, he did. He put mm-hmm. me on his podcast, and he just lifted me up. Same with Tom Billy, same with Ed Milet, and Ed Grant Cardone, and every single one of these guys, I came with so much value. I went through Ed Milet's uh, Max Out book funnel, and I was like, let me just see what I... Like, I'm literally looking, how can I add value? Yep. So I bought the book. I'm on the upsell page. I scroll, and I always keep my, uh, my um, Zoom on, mm-hmm. right? So it's always recording whenever I'm doing upsells. By the way, there's a piece of advice for all of you who are going to be in business. Like, build a swipe file by taking screenshots of every page you're buying from, or the... Is it Zoom? Zoom or Loom is the other one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, that, that, that records your screen. And I was like, oh, man, I could really help him with his upsell funnels. Like, those are pretty weak offers. So I just start punching up the offer and sent him a DM. Someone responded, and I was like, hey, look, your, up, your upsells are good, they're not great, I can help you make them greater. Um, I just need the address to send you the attachment, the Word doc, what is it? They sent it, I sent it, and right now, he's like, dude, thank you. Like, why'd you do that? Well, you know, you're running ads and traffic, and I know what it costs to run traffic. I just want to make sure you get the highest conversion. I'm a big fan of your podcast. Thank you for having your podcast and the message that you send out. I know you don't have to. You make a shit ton of money. You really give a lot back. Would you like to be on my podcast? Well, sure. Would you like to be on mine? Well, sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's your address? Blah, 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 Laguna Beach. Great. I hope you like steak. Here comes some steak. <laughs> and I just take the time to build relationships. Uh, same with Tom Billu. And then he has me on his show. And then it's like, great. Well, getting on the show wasn't enough. Hey, Tom, listen, man, Lisa's such a cool lady. Like, what if we go on a double date? We go to Boa, grab some steaks. Sure. 
So when you're food, sex, and money, mm-hmm. like we and I have talked about that totally. before, yeah. if you can break bread with people, you can put money in their pocket or get them love or all three, mm-hmm. you've really won them over. Mm-hmm. Now, does it seem like I'm calculated? I definitely knew they had my customers. I definitely needed them to promote my stuff. But I came with so much value and goodwill that it probably would have been cheaper if I ran Facebook ads to the book. Me then promoting their books, there's going to be collaboration, and I've collaborated with them on other stuff, and money and business and notoriety has grown. And I've gotten yeah. franchise sales from their, their world, yeah. uh, which is really the bigger thing that I was looking for than just making the book a bestseller. So, sure. But I took two and a half years, man, to do that. Who's willing to... Build a relationship, two and a half years, just to then hopefully, potentially, maybe have these guys talk about your book two and a half years later. Yeah. I am. You are. Yeah. And very few people are. Yeah. And yeah. You know, The Rock. I've been wanting to meet The Rock. I just love what he does with our troops. In fact, I just got back from Virginia Beach. Uh, there's a big Navy SEAL community out there in Virginia Beach. A lot of these guys from the Navy retire out there. And so we did Operation Opportunity, sponsored by Fit Body Boot Camp, which is just, hey, if you're a veteran and you have an idea for a product or a service and you want to bring it to market, instead of going to school, even though you got the GI Bill, you're still wasting four years, let me help you in one day. Mm-hmm. So I spent the day literally just teaching entrepreneurship along with a couple of my friends who are Navy SEALs out there. They teach leadership. And then at the end, I made them an offer, because I kept talking about Fit Body Boot Camp, and I made them an offer. I said, listen, and if you think fitness might be your thing, and you want to really make good income and have an impact in your community, raise your hand if you're interested in learning more about Fit Body Bootcamp. We got seven of them to apply for a Fit Body Bootcamp franchise. So I got seven leads out of that opportunity mm-hmm. there. But I'm always investing. Um, and where I was going with that is not enough people are taking the time to, to play the long game. And it goes back to the marathon, not the sprint. Yep. Right? So many people are doing the marathon and, or the sprint and not the marathon, and they're wondering what, where it all went wrong. I'm willing to invest in the long term. Yeah, yeah. And you said before about the, is it calculated? And the only thing I thought about that is like, well, yeah, it's calculating how you can add the most value to the people. Yeah. It's, thoughtful. it's really thoughtfulness is what it is. That's all it is. And most people don't think because they're constantly they're taught not to think. Yeah, yeah they're, and, they're, and selfish. they're selfish. Yeah. yeah, They're told not to think and they're selfish. I mean, is it calculated that I would open a door for a woman? It is. Like, oh my gosh, the woman, I better open it. Like, that's calculated. Am I, I'm not trying to get laid. That's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's the right thing to do. I want to be a modern day knight. And so if I don't do it, I would just imagine if my dad was behind me, he'd whack me over the head, right? And so it's a calculated note. It's thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it, you're a selfish prick, period. And if that selfish prick bleeds into every part of your life, you have a lonely life. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of times what I used to tell guys when I was teaching dating advice was that if you, let's say you're a shy guy, you don't share, you don't express you're being selfish. Right. You're holding back on all these experiences and lessons and insights that you've learned in your life and you don't share them with anyone because you're, you're operating under this false facade of shyness and mm-hmm. it's, it's crap. Um, so you, I want to go to like the next part here. You are one of the best salespeople on the planet. I don't think a lot of people realize that, but you have been, how long have you been selling for, would you say? <laughs> I've been selling a long time since we came to this country to the United States. I was selling the bullies not to beat me up, yep. right? Because when you're a foreigner, you don't speak English, you wear funny clothes, um, <laughs> you don't understand the culture, got a funny haircut. So, like, truly, I got very good at selling them not to beat me up. 
Uh, if that meant here's my lunchbox or here's an item from my lunchbox or here's my toy that I had, my Rubik's Cube, it's yours. But I was selling them and I realized very quickly that you can influence people towards an outcome. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't realize it was selling back then, obviously. Um, but, but truly as an entrepreneur and in, in business, uh, as far as selling, a good 30 years, 25, yeah. 30 years. Decades and decades, yeah. yeah. And then when Jim Franco, was that his name? Jim Franco. Your mental Jim Franco. He'll be here, by the way, in two weeks. I'm interviewing him on the Empire Podcast. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Talk about full circle. Fucking full circle. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. So he, but he was the first guy who gave you those, like, the tapes. Yeah, Tom Hawkins right? sales tape, yeah. Did that, when you first heard those Tom Hawkins tapes or the Brian Tracy's and stuff, did you hear part of it and go, fuck, one, there's like a process for this, and two, I've been doing a lot of this stuff just not knowing what I'm doing? Exactly. I didn't know how to overcome objections, but I knew how to build value. Yeah. And so Jim Franco would always get frustrated. He was a, you know, just to give some context for your listeners and viewers, he was, I was a personal trainer in a big box gym, you know this, and it's in my book, and he was one of my first three clients. And uh, I was also working as a bouncer at a gay bar, because the gay bar paid more. Um, and I worked at Disneyland as a fry cook and a busboy. And I would complain to Jim Franco Monday mornings why I'm so tired. I'm like, man, I was working at Disneyland, and then I go to the bar and work as a bouncer, and then I come home two in the morning only to wake up at five in the morning to come train you three days a week. And uh, he's like, well, it's your fault. You're an order taker. You're not a salesperson. I, like, I beg to differ. I sold you six months, three times a week of personal training. He's like, no, I came in here looking for three times a week for six months or a year, and you just wrote down my, you just took my order. You're an order taker. I was like, damn, he got me. Mm -hmm. So the first time he, when I asked him, like, and I kind of asked him in a condescending way, I was like, well, well what am I supposed to do to learn sales? Like, like, I don't have that skill. I was assumed what was factory installed to people. Like, mm -hmm. Jim, you've got the gift of gab. You know how to sell. That's why you've got a multi-million dollar company. He's like, you just need sales training. And the next day he brought in that uh, Tom Hopkins sales tape. And as I listened to it, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing parts of these. But I wasn't asking for the sale. So I was implying. Mm -hmm. So I built value, value, value. I knew, I knew that it, I guess I instinctively knew that it was about value. And I would talk about what to, to their, towards their pains and fears and frustrations, right? Oh, Mrs. Jones, I know you want to wear a two-piece bikini. And I know how embarrassing it could be. I have many clients who have told me that, you know, you don't want to wear a two-piece bikini if you got a muffin top, blah, blah, blah. So we're going to help you with that, with this exercise and that exercise and the diet plan I'm going to write for you. But then as I get to the part where, which of these programs do you want to start with? I would go, so those are the programs that we have. What do you think? It was the weakest, <laughs> most lame call to action. Sure. And then if she would say, well, I, need to, I think I need to go think about it. I think I need to talk to my spouse. I think I need to look at my finances. I go, okay, well, let me know. And as you know, be backs don't come back. Sure. And because they would say, well, I'll, I'll be back. No, you won't. And so I grabbed the two most important pieces from the Tom Hopkins, Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar programs that Jim Franco loaned me which was make an offer and shut the fuck up. And even today, when we're selling franchises, when I hear my guys rambling on, I'll just walk by and hit them in the head. Like, just shut up so the person can make a decision. Mm -hmm. And that offer for personal training for me was real simple. Like, Jason, we have two times a week or three times a week or four times a week program. Based on your schedule, it seems like two or three times a week is going to work best. Which of these two can we get you started on today? Mm -hmm. And I stop, and I give you an A or B option. Mm -hmm. Why? Because whether, whichever one you pick, you win and I win. You get the results, I get the money. If I give you a, do you want to do the three times a week, yes or no, I got a 50-50 chance of getting a no. Yep. So give A or B option, and then say, which of these two are we starting you on today? Meaning, yep. I'm looking for a fucking decision today. Mm -hmm. Because any other day is procrastination. 
And then when they give objections, there are ways to overcome objections. Now, conditions, you can't overcome. Objections, you can overcome. Now, I even overcome the objections well ahead of time. I might say, hey, Jason, uh, before I even get to the prices, I might say, hey, Jason, you know, listen, people who get the best results from personal training um, are typically ones who have good support, you know, family support. Do you have, do you have a spouse or a significant other who believes in you and supports you in, in your weight loss goals? And you say, yes. Well, we just overcame the spouse objection. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jason, you know, realistically speaking, I know you're busy. You have a very busy schedule. How many times a week can you, can you commit to working out consistently? Mm, three to four. Okay, great. Now I know I got a minimum of three, mm-hmm. right? So now we've covered the spouse and the time. And Jason, as you know, this isn't just a gym membership where you have access to a gym, but like 89% of the gym members, you don't get results and you eventually quit. This is specialized one-on-one personal training and so it is definitely at a premium. Are you willing and ready to invest in yourself? Well, yes, I am. Good. But you'll be surprised at how affordable this is. Now we, I take you out there and we work out. Now I come in and go through the value building. Now when I make the offer, even if you said, but I got to go talk to my spouse, but you said your spouse is on board with this. Mm-hmm. How embarrassing would it be if you went home, talked to your spouse, and she said, dude, I thought you would do it because I'm a support. Like, are you procrastinating? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Or, I, I don't know if I could do three days a week. But you said you could. You mm-hmm. said three or four. This is a three-time-a-week program. So you're really closing the, all the objection doors. Yep. And you know, I can talk sales all day long, but it's, it's that. But at the core of the whole thing is the moment you see me, we're already making friends. Mm-hmm. I'm already like making you laugh, making you think, making you feel comfortable. Um, because I know... I'm a pretty intimidating looking guy. And Mrs. Jones walking into a gym would be like, whoa. And I would see that on their face. And I would do the funniest things. Like I would hike up my pants really high. I'm like, hey, I'm the Zig Ziglar of personal training, Mrs. Jones. You ready for a workout? And they would laugh just like that, yep. like you did. And I'd drop my pants, you know, back down to normal levels. I'm like, all right, really, come here. We need to fill out some paperwork in case I hurt you, but I won't. But if I do, at least you can't sue me or the health club. And then we can go out there and work out. And I would just break the ice. I knew very easily how to be conversational because I knew how they're feeling. Intimidated, yep. overwhelmed. I might be getting judged. Mm-hmm. And so I made sure. It's like, hey, we're laughing. And it's like, I'm your boyfriend. And then every guy that walked in, I was your best friend. So I'm either your boyfriend or your best friend. Mm-hmm. And how are you ever going to be upset or on edge when you're either talking to your, feel like you're talking to your boyfriend or to your best friend. Yep. You're buying whatever I'm selling. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's no one who's ever going to influence you more than your friends. That's it. Yeah. So if you're their friend, then you can skip all the other sales shit. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's truly it. And what do we do? We go to our friends like, hey, man, I'm thinking of moving to Puerto Rico. What do you think? Right? We don't ask strangers. Right. We ask our friends. Right. Because we value their opinion. Yep. And so if I could quickly build rapport and become your friend and start asking questions like, if I look at your car or your car keys and I see a little picture hanging up, who's that? Oh, that's my son. Well, great is he in. What does he do? Again, ask the empathetic, compassionate person asks yep. a lot of questions. Now yep. Mrs. Jones is like, this motherfucker takes a lot of interest in me and my kid Bobby. Like, okay, there's someone I know, like, and trust. And I will always give money to people I know, like, and trust. Yep. So true. And what about, in terms of objections, like we were talking about that before. Yeah. Is there a universal kind of framework you follow when you're overcoming objections? Or is it more, did there used to be and now it's more off the cuff when it happens? Because now you're not selling personal training, you're selling to attorneys and chiropractors and yeah. these are the people that you serve now. So, but yeah. I assume that it's still very similar, it's universal. 
It is universal. And so today, a lot of that rapport building happens online well before you meet someone. Yeah. And so if you have a social media following where people are engaged, they are sharing your stuff, that builds a lot of rapport and authority. Because part of it is authority building, right? Sure. Like, let's face it, I always tell gym owners, if Jillian Michaels parachuted into your town in Tulsa, Oklahoma, could she open up a gym and charge more and be more successful? I'm like, well, yeah. But don't you think you're a better trainer and you're from here and you know a handful of people? Yeah. Well, how come Jillian would? You know, she's not biggest loser. She's like an authority. Bingo. Mm -hmm. Now social media allows us to be that. We mm -hmm. can be an authority in our space, yep. right? We can be an expert in our space. We can put testimonials out there. In other words, uh, before and after pictures, uh, case studies of clients who have gotten amazing results who can back up our authority status. And the way we make videos and the way you make videos, like larger-than-life celebrity status. And all of that begins to erode objections. Because once you go, you know, I really like Jason. I really like what he stands for. I like how he just says things how it is. He really has a different perspective on things. You know what? He's the kind of guy, like, how many people sign into your DM all day long, like, hey, man, you probably don't know this, but the video that you put out, that da, da, da did this for me, helped me this way. Mm -hmm. And what did you do? Through your content, you gave results in advance. Mm -hmm. There used to be a time there was no social media. People would come in and you're like, all right, let me show you. So through personal training, you get one free session. It was results in advance. Yep. But then an hour, an hour at the end of that hour, I'm trying to sell you. Now we're putting content out for weeks and months at a time. Anyone who takes action on it, they get the results in advance. Maybe they get laid more often. They start building their, uh, their, their, their social media business. They get higher conversions, whatever. Like, fuck, his free stuff did that for me. I'm really a big fan of this guy who's polarizing, who thinks differently, and who really has the swagger. They're already predisposed now to buy from you because the no like and trust factor has already been built. So, mm -hmm. oh, and when you can build the no like and trust factor, objections tend to just erode and go away. Yep. So the only time you're really going to get serious objections is when you haven't built the authority and the social proof that you are good at what you do. And all an objection is is they're saying, I don't trust you. Tell me more. Prove it. And so you would, you'd still have to go through the process. Prove it, given before and after pictures. That's why I post up pictures of clients who are, hey, this guy was selling gym memberships a month ago uh, or, or a year ago. Now he's, a, he's coaching other registered dietitians and doing 100 grand a month. Meet Tony Stefan. He's a badass, and I'm really proud of him. I don't talk about how I'm his coach. I just say he's one of my coaching clients. Sure. But I'm so proud of him, his work ethic, the way he puts his head down. He, even though he's a millennial, he's not looking for instant gratification. He's in it for delayed gratification. He adds value to the people that he serves. And then guess what? I got three coaching clients out of it, each at 50 grand a piece, just like he pays me. Yep. Because that's social proof. And people don't even go, hey, what do you charge? Can I negotiate and give me objections? They just go, I think I want to do this with you. I'm ready to do it. Yep. Great. Here's the link. Go apply. You'll get on the phone with Richard. Richard will let you know if you're a good fit, and then we'll onboard you so we can do our first coaching call. There is no, can I break up the payments, or can I talk to my wife about it? They come to you yep. because of social media, because the way you're writing your message, the way you're delivering your, your story, your authority, predisposed to buy, and I think that's such a powerful tool that's not being used right by the majority of the people who use a lot of eyes. I did this, and I'm so proud of myself, and I never thought I could do this, and I, shut the fuck up. Talk about what's in it for them. Yep. No one's doing that. Because again, it goes back to, we're selfish. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
So I saw a video uh, of you. I don't remember how I landed on this just a couple months ago. It was an old video of you, which is the cool thing about the internet now, is all our old shit is still online yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Hey, what's up? It's Bedros. Here we are. We're leaving San Diego, and uh, we were down here for my wife's marathon shoot. You were, tell me if you remember this. You were, it was at the San Diego Marathon. And you were outside filming a selfie video. Yeah. I think I think Diana was running. Mm -hmm. Is that what it was? Uh, Steve Steve was in the in the, yes. the car with you or whatever. Yes. Yeah. How was the marathon? It was great. It was fun. Do, do you remember this this somewhat vaguely? I remember the one where I ran the marathon with Diana. I, I don't remember the one where me. I remember the there was one that we went to root Diana on, but I don't know what the content of the video was. Was it anything valuable? No, it, I don't think it matters. Yeah, it, you were just sharing a lesson about how they marketed the marathon and how gotcha. how your audience could use gotcha. this. I'm just, but if we go back, that was maybe I think 2007, 2008, yeah. something like that. They're talking ten years over ten years ago. That version of you, ten or eleven years ago. If you think about him now, like looking back, what? is like, if you could impart one lesson to him, knowing where he's going, what would that lesson be? Ooh, ooh. I would tell that guy, especially back in 2007, 2008, which is right when the economy crashed, that don't pussyfoot around this thing. And take bigger risks, invest more, get good coaching. I, when the economy crashed, I didn't recoil like most people did. I did realize that this is an opportunity for me to pivot from one-on-one -on -one personal training, or I was coaching one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. personal trainers, and now here's an opportunity to take this outdoor boot camp, bring it indoors. Fit Body Boot Camp was really born because of the economy crashing in 2008. However, I was very cautious, careful, and played it safe. Ironically, the post that I put up today on social media was, if you want to win, there's people who want to win, and there's people who play to not lose. Mm -hmm. Those who play to win take risks and know that failure is part of the recipe of winning. Those who play to not lose are cautious, uh, don't take the big risks, uh, don't go all in, right? And so Fit Body Bootcamp could have grown easily three times faster if I could go back and tell that guy, like, dude. And this is what I do with my younger coaching clients. Like, Take that fucking e-brake down, go all in on this. But what if I fail? You're living in your mom's basement again. Who cares? You're not mm -hmm. going to... Let's see what the worst case scenario is. Pick it. Go. I'll be living in my mom's basement. My girlfriend might break up with me. And What else? Uh, and I might get my car repossessed. Okay, so there's Uber. There's porn sites. And mom's going to make you food into your laundry. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Accept the worst case scenario. Not that it's going to happen, but if it does, let's accept it and go. And I wish I could have told myself that because I was playing it too safe, man. Playing it too safe. You feel you feel like you were driving with the e-brake on back then? Yeah. When did you let go of the e-brake? Five years ago, six years ago. Five, six. Yeah. Do you remember what it was? Was there, a, was there something that happened? Was it a slow kind of gradual thing? It was a gradual thing, and it was starting to see a track record in myself. Like when you start seeing a track record in yourself, like, hey man, I had a bad gut feeling about that person and I was right. And then about that person and I was right. Fuck I had a yeah. gut feeling, yep. right? Yep. Soon you're like, oh, maybe that was just, maybe that was, I got lucky there. Yeah. I got lucky. But then you're like, motherfucker, I know how to read good and bad <laughs> yes. people. I know how to read fucking good businesses and bad business ideas. Yeah. So once you start seeing a track record, I was like, you know what? Turns out I'm actually good at something. Like, <laughs> I'm actually fucking smart, yeah. So I'm yeah. gonna go all in. So like the supplement company, dude, we just went all in with our with our Trulink supplement line that we're releasing into Fit Body Bootcamp. And there was never a time that I stroked a two, uh, $2.5 million check to, to 
most people start off with like one skew. Right, we're going to start with vanilla protein or chocolate protein. I was like, we're doing 15 things, go. And we're going to release it through Fit Body Bootcamp because now I'm confident in my business ideas. It was like, before it was like, well, let's just do like a maybe $50,000 run. A small test. To see, to see yeah, if it works. Yeah, a small test. Let's yeah. test it, right? Yeah. Fuck it, let's go $2.5 <laughs> million dollars yep. because I have a track record of success of picking winners. That doesn't mean I pick them all the time. Mm -hmm. I've certainly picked plenty of losers. But by and large, most are winners. So I'm going all in on this because the moment that if I try and test, and someone's like, oh shit, I see what B's trying to do. He's trying to sell supplements now to his Fit Body Bootcamp franchisees. An existing supplement company might just relabel their shit and come to our owners, our franchisees, and go, hey, mm -hmm. start selling my supplements. And literally cut me out of the game. So I got to go all in at once, and that's what I did, and it, it, it took off. And, and now we're going to go direct to consumer starting November. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Truly. Truly. It's a good name. Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't test the name. You just that's the name, right? No, that's the name. And yeah. We we bought we bought it actually from Metrex. Remember Metrex? Yeah. Yeah. So Metrex has been slowly going out of business, and they needed a uh, they needed every penny they can get, and I gave, made them a few thousand dollar deal for the Truling Truling brand. That's awesome. What things? don't matter to you anymore that maybe did six or eight years ago? Oh man, the, the, the next cool part, okay. Uh, let me start by saying I love Joel Marion to death. Yeah. Love that man. I've gotten uh, three, possibly four people into his $100,000 mastermind. Yep. I was like, Joel, I'm not joining it. I would pay you $100,000 to spend less time with people I don't like. Because yep. I like you, I like Dan Fleshman, but some of the names in this group I'm not going to spend three days with, let alone half the day on a fucking yacht, yeah. where I'm going to end up throwing them or me overboard, <laughs> right? Sure. And I, my fucking kids are cool, man. We play ping pong, we do wooden scoop competition, <laughs> me and my son go fucking lift together. Uh, I'm very musical, I play the piano by ear and the drums, and so my son plays the guitar, my daughter sings, we go upstairs to my guest house, fucking jam out. That's what I want to be doing. and and. And not necessarily be stuck in a three-day mastermind away from my family. Nothing wrong with masterminds, but I was like, at this point in my life, I would pay you a hundred grand to not to, to take out three trips out of my life, not yep. to add three more. Yep. He's like, bro, I get it. Well, do you think you can come in November and at least teach? I was like, sure, I'm there. The one in LA, but I can't with the other two because yep. that's traveling and I love you, but I can't. But here's four people who belong in the group, and they all paid and joined. Um, so that's what I like. The priority isn't like what's, it used to be like, oh man, there's this thing coming up and I need to go speak because all the big names are speaking. Not anymore, that's stopped. There is no more FOMO because the real FOMO is I'm missing out on me and my daughter's time, me and my son's time, me and my mm -hmm. wife's time, which is fucking limited, man. So limited. How many summers do I have left with my kids? Like just with my kids at home where we fucking play in the pool at 11 o'clock at night, we're playing Marco Polo, we're all winded, and afterwards we just like, fun like soon they're going to be off doing their own thing because that's how we raise them to have wings go fly motherfucker mm -hmm. 10 11 o'clock at night is going to come and my kids aren't going to be there hopefully my grandkids will be there right in fact that's what i'm thinking i'm like i can't wait until these little guys who i love so much have little babies oh my god like how can i so i'm such a different person than than I used to be, even when, when the kids were more attached to mom's apron strings, like when they were four or five years old, mm -hmm. 11 and 13, you know, Chloe started a slime business, we're making YouTube videos, she's selling slime, and if you want the fucking sprinkled glitter in it, it's 50 cents more, the money goes towards Shriners, and as you know, my goal is to do, donate, be the number one donator to Shriners Children's Hospital, 
And so, like, that, that's the priority in my life, not missing out on another big talk because all the speakers are going to be there. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. We have a word for it we've been saying, by the way, instead of FOMO. Yeah. The kids call it JOMO now. Which the joy of missing out. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm going to steal that. I like that one. Well, JOMO. I don't, I don't need it. Yeah, yeah, that's all good. I didn't create it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah your, you, your transformation, obviously, I've been able to see so many. I know you've seen a lot of mine, but it's, right. dude, I, you, just, you feel more grounded and more focused and more value-based than I've ever seen you. It's awesome. Thanks, man. If, yeah. if I could just share a little parting word with your tribe, and I wish someone would have shared this with me, too, is, like, keep evolving, keep changing. Mm-hmm. Like, look how much you've changed. Like, there's so many versions of you in you. But you have to keep pushing to the sides of your comfort zone. A statement that I've heard you say over and over again, lean to the sides of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I had longer hair. I had a goatee. I cut the hair. I grew out the beard. Not only have I physically changed, but I've changed in who I am up here and who I am there. Um, I, I can give two shits about whether I, I need... Ed Milet was like, Betos, Betos, when are you going to get your private gym or a private jet? I was like, Ed, I want to travel less. I spent $3 million and I built a private gym for myself. Mm-hmm. Me and my family work out barefoot because no one else is in there. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking state-of-the-art gym that me and my family work out barefoot. He goes, for 1.7, you could have bought a, a, a five, six-year-old Gulfstream. I'm like, I don't want to fly anymore. I want to fly less. Mm-hmm. But before, we used to be like, well, fucking Ed, Ed's got a plane. I need to get a plane. So-and-so's got a Lambo. I need a Lambo. I don't... I know what I want. I'll spend three mil on a private gym just so I can bring my wife and kids there. We're working out barefoot, jamming to fucking Kid Rock on our own terms, and then going to Wahoos and eating. Like, that's a perfect night, and that's going to actually happen tonight, ironically. (laughs) And and so, like, fucking change, evolve, become the next version of yourself. So many people, like, you look at them now, you look at them two decades later, and they're still that same fucking person. And it saddens me, man, because we're here to evolve. We're here to grow. But if you don't... If you don't fucking apply yourself, you're not going to. Yep. So true, man. All right. Well, I have nothing else to add to that. Thank you so much for your time, man. This was fucking awesome. I appreciate it. Cool. Dude, that was fun. That was fucking fun. Shit. Yeah, dude, that was great. You want to go grab a bite to eat real quick? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll 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 just get dinner or something. Anything else I could do for you? No. Can I write copy for you? Hey, why don't you have the time you want for yourself yet? Why does your job keep letting you down? It's because you haven't developed the high income skills yet to create your own high income empire for yourself and your family. So at the link below, you now have me as your personal mentor completely free for the next seven days. You have a free username and password. I'm going to get started with you right away. And if you love it, it's only $10 a month after that. All right, you pay more for Spotify, and I promise you Spotify is not going to change your life and your business the way that this can. Now, I can do this forever. So hit that link and come join us inside right now.